You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman, another special edition of the Daily Hammer, a special Sunday edition of the Daily Hammer. On the weekend, obviously, hope for whatever college football team you may cheer for. Your team had a great Saturday. If whatever NFL team you cheer for, hopefully that extends into Sunday. But of course, it is crunch time of the year when it comes to baseball. And fortunately, the Braves are at the top of their form right now out west. Another impressive statement victory by Atlanta. A bit different on Saturday night from how they did it on Friday night, but two big victories to to maintain a a one-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies in the NL East. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer as well as the Talking Chop and Road to Atlanta podcast, all a part of the Talking Chop podcast network at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So Friday night, the Braves, after they had had a pretty disappointing end to their suspended game against the Padres, Max Fried came out and made an absolute statement. Complete game shutout, 98 pitches needed, 16 ground outs at the top of his form. The Braves got the job done to maintain their one-and-a-half game division lead. Well, coming into Saturday night, the Braves were hoping that Waskar Yanoa could find his form and once again put them in position to win. Well, unfortunately, that was simply not the case. Waskar Yanoa ran into some immediate trouble, giving up a home run in the first batter that he based uh, on the ninth in Adam Frazier. Eric Hosmer came in and delivered a home run. And after four and two-thirds innings, which ended on a Manny Machado grand slam, Waskar Yanoa over that amount of time had allowed seven runs on three home runs and it, it was an absolute struggle for you know and the Braves found themselves down seven to three but the Braves had also done their own part in provide getting some offense it was a consistent battle for the Braves they would they would get behind by three or more runs and work their way back Austin Riley with two big hits with runners in scoring position but of course the big blast when the Braves were down seven to four in the mid innings Jorge Soler in the top of the sixth inning tied the game at 7-7. And then once the game was tied by Eddie Rosario in the top of the ninth off NL saves leader Mark Melanson, Jorge Soler once again came through 
with the big hit to make the score 9-8. to The Braves would eventually win 10-8 to in a needed statement victory for Atlanta. And so several things certainly stand out. Obviously, the struggles of Waskar, you know, are, are less than ideal. However, there are much more positives to focus on than negatives. For one, me and Scott Coleman had talked on Friday's episode about how the Braves were going to have to balance the ability to hit get timely hitting with runners in scoring position along with their power. And the power has certainly shown up over these games. Adam Duvall, Dansby Swanson, Jorge Soler, they've provided six of the Braves' runs off home runs. But the Braves getting timely hits is what made the difference in this game. Seven of their ten runs came through getting hits with runners in scoring position. Obviously, Jorge Soler getting the big one in the top of the tenth inning. Another thing that stood out was besides Chris Martin allowing a run um, in his outing, the Braves' bullpen went five and one-thirds inning only allowing one more run to the Padres. Will Smith had a very convincing 10th inning to get the save for the Braves with a runner on, so that was certainly encouraging. So the Braves' bullpen, after a few days of struggle, they came in and got the job done for the Braves to come back. And that's the other thing that really stands out. The fact that the Braves were able to come back once again and find a way to get a victory, especially when it seemed like they may not be in the best of position to do that. Another thing that stood out was that Dansby Swanson went one for four with two runs in a walk. So he seems to finally be getting productive. So we see now how this resourcefulness, the difference between the Braves and the other teams in the NL East is starting to show up. Yes, the Phillies are maintaining pace, but one of the things that is helping the Phillies out is the easy schedule that they're playing. For the Braves, who are facing tougher competition, despite the fact that they gave up a you know pretty disheartening um, lead, they gave up the lead on Thursday, suffered a disheartening loss, they did the same during the suspended game on Friday, but they're able to bounce back in Friday's regular game and win through one of their aces in Max Reed throwing a shutout, and now on Saturday they win in a different way. They come back due to the strength of their lineup. That is what is separating the Braves from the Phillies right now, and the Braves have to feel confident that is what will continue to separate them as they go into today's game, and then obviously next week's critical matchup with Philadelphia in Atlanta. So if you've been keeping up with the hammer over the past few days, of course we're talking about the Atlanta Braves, pursuit of the playoffs at the major league level. But of course, the Mississippi Braves have also been pursuing their own accolades when it comes to double A as they are in a fight to try to get their first Southern League championship since 2008. They were up two to one going into Saturday night, but unfortunately suffered a pretty disappointing 14 to two loss to the Montgomery Biscuits. Now it's going to set up a crit, obviously, a winner-take-all game five on Sunday. You certainly have to hope that the uh, Mississippi Braves offense will be up to task, as it certainly has seemed over the past three games that the offense that is in the best form wins the game. So hopefully the Mississippi Braves will gain the opportunity to win their first league title since 2008 down at Trustmark Park later on today. Of course, another move that occurred for the Atlanta Braves was that Edgar Santana was brought back to the roster off the paternity list. Left-hander Dylan Lee was optioned down to AAA. Though Lee did not get his opportunity 
to make his major league debut. The hope is is that he certainly will be able to eventually make that debut at some point in time in the near future. If not this year, hopefully, obviously, next year will provide an opportunity for Lee to show what he can do at the major league. Of course, another fun fact about today is that we are officially a week away from the end of the major league season. At the very least, the what's supposed to be the end of the season, depending obviously on what happens over the next seven games for the Braves and the Phillies. You know, the Braves may potentially need to play an eight game, their makeup game from a previous rainout with the Colorado Rockies. But the hope is is that the Braves will be able to end the division um, you know, sometime towards the middle of next week to where they won't have to worry about playing out that game against the Rockies. But one interesting thing to watch is that the Braves lineup we're starting to see some players who not only are creating history, obviously Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies are joining some pretty exclusive company with how productive they've been at their ages. Freddie Freeman, you know, having another year like he's having. Adam Duvall, you know, having the historic run that he's having as well. But one interesting key for the Braves is, is that right now is an argument continuing to grow that the Braves have the best lineup in the National League. I truly feel that that is the case right now. The Braves have five of the top 16 producers in the National League when it comes to both total bases and extra base hits. In one order or the other, Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, and Adam Duvall all rank among the top 16 players in the National League when it comes to both extra base hits and total bases this season. And that's on top of Jorge Soler doing what he has done over the past nearly two months in Atlanta. So I won't go as far as to say for sure that, yes, the Braves do have the best lineup in the National League, but I do find it, I do feel that it's clear that this Braves lineup is showing it arguably has one of the five deepest lineups right now, potentially in the majors, and I think that it has one of the two deepest lineups in the National League along with the Dodgers, and that obviously is a big reason why the Braves are performing to task and being able to maintain this lead in the NL East right now. But of course, tasks are going to become a bit tougher on Sunday. The Braves are going to go back to the bullpen game. That's what they used in the second game of their series against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Jesse Chavez announced once again as the starter for this afternoon's game in San Diego. But the Braves are also going to be facing one of the National League's breakout uh, stars when it comes to this year as far as pitching goes, Joe Musgrove, who certainly has been a shining spot for a San Diego Padres pitching staff that has been ravaged by injuries. It's going to be a tough task for the Braves. They're going to have to find ways once again to score runs. That's the beauty of winning both Friday and Saturday night's game, is that if the Braves were to not win today, and even if the Phillies do win themselves, the Braves are at least going to be able to go into the start of their series on Tuesday against the Phillies with the division lead. But hopefully, the Braves will be able to once again strike early and often get the job done to support their bullpen, who put in plenty of work on Saturday. Plenty more is going to be expected. We'll likely see some form of Drew Smiley and Tuki Tassant this afternoon as well, depending on how the game flow goes. But hopefully the Braves will figure out another way to win 
thanks to how their offense is performing. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at TalkingChop.com as well as at Talking Chop across social media. But of course, it's a great time for Talking Chop as the debut of Battery Power, the new Talking Chop YouTube show. Make sure you go to Talking Chop on YouTube and subscribe. Grant McCauley, Corey McCartney, two of the best-known names when it comes to Braves country uh, in terms of analysis of the Braves themselves. Battery Power, the YouTube, the Talking Chop YouTube show with Grant McCauley and Corey McCartney will make its debut on Monday. So we've got you plenty covered. A new Talking Chop podcast, Road to Atlanta podcast, the debut show of the of Battery Power all coming to you over the next 48 hours as we prepare for the final week of the season and hopefully the Braves earning their fourth straight NL East division crowd. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. I'll be back with the Daily Hammer once again starting Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us. Hopefully the Braves will get another victory and put themselves in good position going into this season-defining series against Philadelphia starting on Tuesday. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. (laughs) 